Hey, it's Charlie. Welcome to the Your Time to Grow podcast, episode 78. So I'm floundering this week. Although it's the summer holidays and I've cut down my work, I haven't completely cut it out because A, I enjoy it and B, I'm the only one doing it, so it has to still be done. But I noticed yesterday that I was feeling really demotivated about my current work goals. So I sat with the thought, I let it reverberate around my mind and as I took some time to meditate this morning, I realised I was living an old family motto. When I was growing up, one of our family mottos was, if at first you don't succeed, give up. It was always said in a sarcastic, jesty way, but it stuck. And so growing up, I tried to get everything right first time, an issue in itself, by the way. But if it felt too hard, I stopped and walked away. And by the time I was older, I'd heard the real version of, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. It's a proverb traced back to 1782, where teacher Thomas H. Palmer wrote down in the back of the teacher's manual to encourage the kids to be persistent in learning and doing their homework. As a result of finding this, I questioned my own version of the proverb, and I had to decide which one I'd rather use. I tend towards persistence, although I can get caught up in giving up when it seems really hard to do something, a position I found myself in over the last few weeks. The problem is that I don't always notice when I'm living this motto. In my experience, I know it's not working, but I can't put my finger on why. I might become aware that I'm self-sabotaging, but I don't know what the purpose of that is or why I'm doing it. And it's at that moment I come to realise that it's worth checking in to see what I'm assuming about the situation. And one of the ways I get a light bulb moment and realise what's going on is by observing others. Because it's always easy to see what's going on with other people, right? I remember working in our local bar when my friend came in. She'd arranged an informal event and was waiting for the attendees, but no one came. As the minutes passed by, I could see the disappointment and frustration etched on her face. Like me, she wears her heart on her sleeve too. I called over to her, give up waiting, come on, come and chat with me, you've waited longer than I would have done. Reluctantly, she agreed, and we chatted about why people might not have been able to make it. Whilst I would have written it off as a waste of effort, if at first you don't succeed, give up, my friend took a few days and regrouped. She checked in with the folks who couldn't come, found out why and tried again. They've set up a meet for a different day in a different time. It was a fantastic lesson for me observing and challenging my own beliefs. I observed over a few days as my friend accepted and acknowledged her feelings of frustration and disappointment. She felt rejected. Then she reflected and challenged that assumption and asked the people why they couldn't come. Not a single reason was because of her. Save in the knowledge it was nothing she'd done wrong, She tried again. This time, it would be more successful. My friend didn't just give up. She really wanted the venture to work and so was full of stronger feelings of persistence and determination. You see it in children too. All of my kids have learnt to walk before they were one. All of them have fallen over, got frustrated at not being able to get somewhere or something and have kept trying until slowly and surely they get it. That said they're my daughters they also rush to do things but that's another lesson and another podcast 
And so this week I've been watching the Tokyo 2020 Olympics and I think that's what's triggered my realisation that I've fallen back into this trap. As I see the athletes talk about their journeys and the important reflection, it's inspired me to find out why it's not working for me right now. And in the words of Helen Glover, trying and failing is okay as long as you try. This message has been reinforced over and over in the GB camp. They try, if they fail, they learn and they try again. A variation of the 1792 proverb. Since becoming a parent and a coach self-employed person, I've made choices about how I want to parent, how I want to work and what family means to me personally and to us as a whole. One of these choices is how we speak to our children and how we speak to each other. Whilst my family motto was always said in jest, it still had an impact on my attitude and beliefs. It's not to say that it was bad or wrong, but as I've grown into myself, I would say it's not a helpful saying for me. And so instead, our family motto is based on our values, choose kindness. My eldest daughter has chosen her own. Coopers never give up, which I love, although I am conscious that I don't want them to work themselves into the ground or be too stubborn about achieving their goals. There has to be a balance. We as a family are consciously choosing to reframe our own limiting beliefs, tweaking as we go. We're working towards giving our children the tools they need and the self-belief and determination to succeed at whatever they choose to do and to make informed choices as to the steps they need to take. In fact, it's the same process that I do with my clients. And my wish is that this will result in the ability to think critically, to explore those limiting beliefs that everybody has and to build resilience in the children and also the people that I work with. And I want you to just give a thought to what your family mottos are or perhaps were and how they've shaped you. Some will be really positive, others like mine might not have been helpful for you. And this is something that we look at during the Career Circle Mastermind group. There are still some spaces left if you want to find more, then head over to yourtimetogrow.com. But it is an exploring or noticing that there's something not right, but it isn't a tangible thing. So, you know, when, um, when my daughter's learning to tie her laces, one of the things she finds tricky is the dexterity of her fingers. You know, it's more difficult for her to tie and to be able to hold a shoelace in the right place while she ties the other one. And so what we've done is we acknowledge that it's not something that she's doing wrong, but just a challenge and we find another way around it. So there's a great um, little video that you can find of, of how to help kids tie shoelaces more easily, which involves poking the um, the end of the shoelace into the uh, eye hole and then looping it. It's, it's a brilliant trick. Don't know why uh, it's taken till 21, <laughs> 2021 to uh, become readily available. Um, however... There are sometimes, so sometimes it's things that we can change because uh, there's some kind of issue, maybe there's a skills gap or maybe there's um, just something that we just can't do yet and so we work on a way around that. But sometimes it's an internal thing and, and those are the things that we kind of go, hmm, there's something not quite right but I 
don't know what it is and I don't know why. And so those are the moments to, to explore. And they might not come down to a family motto. Um, they could just be a, a plain old limiting belief that you've gained from somewhere else. But I would encourage you as always to ask yourself, is it true? Is it helpful? And then what do you want to do with it? Thank you so much for listening today. Remember to leave any comments or questions and I will pop back and answer them. You can also join my LinkedIn group for live videos, webinars and wisdom from the rest of the tribe. And if you need help with your limiting beliefs or any other challenge, please get in touch over at yourtimetogrow.com where you can access my free career management suite, including a limiting beliefs workshop and workbook. Join me back here next Tuesday for the next episode.